people will listen. Do you think people will listen for a minute? You're joking. Not another one? You're the serious presenter, but I'm just the, the other guy. Welcome to another episode of Not Another Sports Podcast, where we look at the slightly lighter side of sports. I am joined today, as always, by my host, Chris Holland, a man who doesn't run from his fears, but his fears run from him. How are we doing, Chris? Hello, John T. Bayless, former England dodgeball international. Are you, are you retired now, by the way? Or are you still um, are you still available for selection? I am <laughs> I'm in international retirement. I, I, I retired mean, I may, at the top. With reference to dodgeball, like not just available for selection in general for all things. All, all sports, if any sport wants to call upon my name, I am available. But yeah, dodgeball. <laughs> um, my glory days, I think, in that sport are over, unfortunately, Chris. Oh. I know. It is, it is a crying shame. It's a crying shame for the fans out there that I had, namely one Me. being my wife. <laughs> and two, two, including you, of course. Thank, thank you. Thank you. But, oh, yeah. What's been happening then? What's, uh, we've, it's been, this has been a while, hasn't it? It has been a while, and we can only apologise to our loyal fans out there, all of three of you, <laughs> but um, and Jane, of course, your mother, Chris. And, yes. Uh, yeah. You know, can't forget her. But um, yeah, there's been a few changes, I think, uh, in, in my personal life, which have held things up a bit. And we've, we're ju- we've both just been men of action recently, haven't we, Chris? But that's no excuse. We are committed to bring you this podcast on a regular basis. And that's how it will be moving forward. We've just been discussing it all in our pre-production meeting as such, the little one that we have at the moment. Um, but we are going to be moving forward with a regular onslaught of kind of useless information that we think is quite entertaining from the world of sport. Aren't we, Chris? Always. That's what we're here for. <laughs> to bring you your weekly slice. So I'm just going to do a bit of roundup news, uh, really, from the week. So obviously, ahead of, uh, as we're recording this, it's the Super Bowl this coming week, and the Super Bowl brings kind of America to a standstill. It's filtered slowly through the rest of the world as we all try and get our heads around American football. I, for one, am a huge fan, so I will be staying up very late this Sunday night and trying not to be too tired for work the next day finding out whether the Patriots are going to win it obviously the Bra- they're going to win it they're, they, it's just this is boring I, I'm not going to stay for watching it John <laughs> I, I've loved the American football this season I've followed NFL like from the from the preseason and the draft and that but it, the Super Bowl between the Rams yeah interesting story but fairy tale story the, the Patriots will win it and it will be a procession and they'll bore they'll bore everyone's death and then they will win it <laughs> Because that's what boring. they do. Yeah, true. Very true. Um, I mean, I'm saying that in a respectful way. They they bore the opposition and then they just they just run away with it. It's just anyway. <laughs> I digress. Sorry, I've taken yeah. away your uh, your flow. No, it's fine. There'll be an onslaught of press about uh, the NFL and the Super Bowl this week. Anyway, so we won't dive too much into that. Andy Murray's had hip surgery, which hopefully will prolong his retirement as well. Andy Murray, uh, you know, has been great for tennis. He's he's landed in this golden era of tennis with, you know, three other people around him who have been absolutely fantastic for the sport. But we're hoping that he can make it to Wimbledon and actually be effective there. You know, being a Brit, I'm fully behind him. You Are you Chris? Are you with him? Oh, yeah, you've got to. It was heartbreaking, wasn't it, that press conference that he yeah. did when 
um he, he announced his retirement i know everyone, it, people love to like take the nick up especially male sports stars who want to put their emotions on the line like he did but um uh, for me he just gains more respect every day and uh they, that was a so you got yeah you'd hope that he'll he'll make his uh, way back into the sport in some capacity maybe maybe he will after wimbledon um you know maybe he'll, he'll move to doubles and play with his brother that'd be interesting wouldn't it if he um having pretty much conquered every honor there was in in the singles game to move on to doubles with his brother that'd be a good story um but yeah let's see that i think the the main the main thing would be just to, to have you know as he said before to have his health um as well so yeah good luck we i'd like to see him do well yeah and hey chris you called it here first by moving to the doubles game come on I mean, I've and then, taken that from probably people that follow it and know a bit more, but um, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm the first definitely. person to say it on this podcast. There you go. And uh, and finally, we can't go this week without uh, mentioning the sad, really sad news about the football player Emiliano Salah. If you're not aware, this was a football player who played for Nantes in France and he was signed by Cardiff City. And on his flight over um, to the UK, um, from France, uh, his flight crashed, and unfortunately, neither the the, the plane or the bodies have been found yet. Uh, and our thoughts and prayers are uh, with the family. I think, um, you know, in the nice way possible. There's actually a lot of good that's come out of this, seeing the communities come together. I mean, you're a huge football fan, Chris. What what is your take on this news? Uh, well, it's obviously very sad, um, and. All logic would suggest that the the planes, obviously, uh, that it, it will have there will have been something that's happened that's caused it to to crash. We don't actually know that for certain, and I don't think that that helps things. Um, there were some really uh, very very sad um, pictures of, of his family visiting Cardiff um, over the weekend we've just had, and um, they still believe that um, their son, their brother, their Uncle, he's he's still out there, and um, uh, you'd love to think there'll be a happy ending to that story, but unfortunately, it, it looks like a a very very sad one. Um, but like you say, it's it, it's brought um, sport together in a in a very poignant way, and uh, made everyone think a little bit more about um, how we treat one another, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I saw a really good video from. Uh, the manager of Cardiff City this week, Neil Warnock, who had spoken to Emiliano Salah, and he says, you know, winning and losing is important, but at the end of the day, uh, something, an event like this really brings it into context. And what is important is that we all come together uh, as such for the family of Emiliano Salah. And I think he summed it up very, very well in his press conference uh, earlier on. If you haven't seen that press conference, we will be uh, Instagramming it, uh, putting it out there on Instagram, uh, on at not another sports pod on Instagram. So please do go check it out and give us a follow there as well. So, Chris, we're going to launch into now the good, the bad and the ugly from the world of sport. So uh, the ugly, sorry, the obscure. No, I, I like. I don't know. I don't know if I like. I like the the ugly, the good and the bad and the ugly. That's uh, yeah. Do we? Well, anyway, famous carry on. Clint Eastwood movie, isn't it? <laughs> Please continue. Please continue. Oh. Well, Chris, I'm going to let you go first because you, Kate, you, uh, you, you WhatsApp me a, a great story that happened uh, while whilst we're on the topic of football. You WhatsApp me a great 
story uh, just before uh, we started today. So do you want to launch it with that? And where would you categorise it as well? Um, I think that I'd probably have to categorise this as the obscure. So uh, imagine writing a tweet about your favourite sports player or any sports player. It doesn't even have to be someone you particularly like. I mean, most people on social media uh, are on there to give their opinions and um, maybe be a bit scathing. It's quite easy to fall into that. I've done it. Um, but then to find out that the person that you're writing this tweet about or whatever is uh, right behind you and you get caught red-handed by them posting it on their own social media account um, at the same time. Well, that's that's basically how this guy called Ben's day panned out on Friday uh, just gone. He'd spotted Liverpool midfielder Jorginho Wijnaldum on, on board his EasyJet flight from Amsterdam to Liverpool. And, you know, he did exactly what any 20-something would do. He told the world about it on social media. Um, he tweeted, I'm 99% sure the genie Wijnaldum is on my EasyJet flight, as he, he typed away. And he said, am I going to embarrass myself um, on his tweet by saying Feyenoord with an awkward thumbs up on the way out? Almost certainly. But unfortunately for him, <laughs> the Netherlands international was, uh, who used to play for Feyenoord, who were a Dutch team, was lurking just behind him and saw every single word that he typed and then shared it with his 1.6 million followers on Instagram. Um, so after um, that, the, the, the two kind of uh, posted a follow up and uh, showed that they'd, um, they'd had a picture together and, and stuff. But um, yeah, it just goes to show you never know who's watching over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. What's um? I mean, I I just trying to imagine a situation where, imagine if you were like writing a, something about David Beckham and then you just turned around and he was there. Oh man! I, I mean, well, I think we'd all I be mean, a bit starstruck, wouldn't we? I think he would probably feel awkward because I I would have been writing something very um, poetic about him and how, much, <laughs> how beautiful he is. What a beautiful man you are, David. <laughs> imagine just leaning forward and just saying. <laughs> that would be amazing I, I just love the fact that um you know it, it, in in a way like the football player I, I, you do so well to pronounce his name I'm like Georgino Wijnaldum um, <laughs> um but I just love that he just led over and he just found it all very hilarious it would have been unfortunate if he was writing a scathing tweet about him which wouldn't have been so good yeah um so good good for, good for everyone involved really that that wasn't the case yeah maybe we, um, maybe we wouldn't have heard about this story if that had happened because um uh, yeah it, would, just, it wouldn't have been as, quite as fun would it for anyone it would have been a bit awkward no but, uh, it definitely would have been a bit little bit awkward but no uh really good really good story and what we do again we will put uh, the video out there on our social media channels it's really quite funny i've only just looked at it tonight but i just love the photo afterwards and both of them like kind of thumbs up very cheesy and i love the fact that he was on an easy jet flight as well you know liverpool player, humble humble straight up like. good i hope he uh, <laughs> i hope he complied with all the uh, baggage allowance rules you know they're very strict on those easy jet flights mm. some would say too strict i would definitely say i i catch these flights regularly and flipping out oh my word oh the, the the trick is the trick is 
take a holdall or a rucksack and they usually won't put it into the baggage shape thing that kind of makes you pay more if it doesn't fit in. Anyway, we won't get onto that today. I well, no, that, day, that but... is quite an interesting subject. Sorry, I'm just going to pull you. To, I'm going to pull you one back. You might have seen this actually because it was picked up by near enough every single um, press outlet at the time of it, it happened. But you know, Ryanair introduced a new hand luggage policy at the end of last year. Yes. Well, someone that I know um, became a social media. This is like a little name drop uh, that I wasn't really expecting to make at any point. But someone that I know through uh, my old flatmate, Rob, um, basically uh, found out they were flying the day after the new baggage laws for Ryanair had come in, which quite um, they basically reduced it from free hand luggage um, to their um, to from two bags to one or something like that and rather than pay six pounds extra to take an extra bag into the cabin he took matters into his own hands by basically converting an old coat into a wearable suitcase um (laughs) which is incredible um if you just go on to google and just type in um ryanair coat you will find it and it is hilarious there are quite a lot of videos about it as well so Yes, I do remember seeing this and I just thought that guy is my absolute hero and now icon in life. (laughs) Budget airline flying. (laughs) We will never know if that cost him more than the six pounds it would have to justify a bag in the hold. But um, that's by the by, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, you know, defeat the system. That's what I I love. I love it. Right, while we're on the obscure, I will take us into the world of boxing now. So the world of boxing often gives us great stories. Uh, Anyway, we touched on um, Tyson Fury a few weeks ago uh, for the good. uh, But this one is the obscure and it is actually the referee, not the fighter that we're looking at. So there's a fight between Keith Thurman and Jose Cito Lopez um, at the weekend at the Barclays Centre in Brooklyn. And... This ref is he's quite he is quite renowned in the world of spot boxing, mainly for his reactions. He gets so into the fight. He absolutely loves it. There was a video that was posted this week and uh, in the middle of uh, an absolute onslaught in the seventh round. Um, the referee's looking on hands on his knees. So engaged with the fight, obviously looking to referee it, but his eyes are absolutely popping out his head after punch, after punch, after punch is being landed at the time. And, oh, it is just amazing. And some of the uh, stills that have come out from this fight are absolutely fantastic. Tweets like legendary performance from referee Steve Willis last night. Uh, you got to love Steve Willis. Everyone just from, just from the world... Uh, of boxing is absolutely loving him but also wider than the world of boxing chris did you see did you see the reactions uh, i have seen the video of his eyes uh, i so i recognize him but i didn't i didn't know his name but um from now on he is he is my icon he i because any normal person would sit there and watch a, like you get you know someone get smacked around with a with a right hook and think oh yeah, you'd wince a bit, but he really, you wouldn't expect to see a referee or someone, um, you know, on the, on the ropes doing anything like that. They're all quite involved, aren't they? But uh, 
yeah, it was quite it's quite funny to see his reaction because it's just not the kind of thing that you normally see from people who are, you know, involved, I suppose. Yeah, in the professional spot, like you don't usually see them kind of give away, uh, you know, how they feel at the time. This yeah. guy, I love it because he is all in. You can tell he's not just a referee. He is an absolute fan of the game. So Steve Willis, I mean, we I don't think even we've ever given this accolade, but he is our man of the pod this week, Chris. He is our man of the pod. And that is a new segment, <laughs> a, new, a new accolade I've just pounced upon this podcast right now, Chris. Man of the pod. He's our man of the man, pod of the week. Man of the pod. I <laughs> yes. mean, yeah, happy with that. Let's make it a regular thing. Or, Let's can do we it. Have, uh, Person. Alex, in the interests of, yes, thank you. Thank you. There yes. we go. Sorry. Thank you for correcting yourself. It's Person. 2019 now, John. It's not 2018 Mate. anymore, like the last time we recorded. You can't keep saying <laughs> these sorry. things. Times have changed. He's our person of the pod. And that actually sounds better <laughs> as well. P-O-T-P. P-O-T-P. Come on, Steve Willis. Love it. Get in touch if you're listening. Let us know, Steve. We love <laughs> you. <laughs> I love your eternal optimism when you say, oh, let us know if you're listening, Steve, this like high-level referee in boxing. I'm sure he's hey. sitting there on iTunes on a, on a Tuesday night thinking, Oh, I wonder if I'm mentioned in this podcast. I'll give it a listen. I think in his downtime, he could soon come around to us, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Come on. Right. Well, let's stay in the realms of fighting. And this is now heading towards our bad section. Our bad, our bad people of the podcast as such, uh, or our bad situations. And um, it was announced um, today, actually, that Conor McGregor has been banned for six months and fined $50,000 for his part in the brawl after his defeat to Khabib Nurmagomedov at UFC 229 in October last year. But Nurmagomedov, if I'm saying his name <laughs> even remotely right... Don't- John C, I'm just going to, you know how you said to me, uh, oh, well done for your pronunciation, pronunciation, I should say, um, of G- Genie One Aldum. I'm not going to yeah. bow you out on this one. <laughs> I'm not letting you, I'm, I'm not coming in to save you on this one, sorry. No problem, I, I'm going to go with Khabib, let's go with Khabib. Khabib, yes. Then. Khabib, yes. right, so Khabib, uh, he was uh, also fine, but he was fined half a million dollars because his role in the incident uh, was much bigger. He actually, once once uh, he got McGregor to tap out, he then jumped out of the ring, started a fight with some people in McGregor's camp, um, and then someone from Khabib's camp came into the octagon and started fighting with McGregor, it was all just a little bit rubbish. Rubbish for the sport. It's known for fighting, but not fighting like that. Um, but the thing is, what I really don't like about this is um, Khabib Nurmagomedov <laughs> then uh, Instagrammed uh, today. And it was, I felt it was very disrespectful. He just Instagrammed a picture of him lying on a sofa. Uh, and the caption was, wake me up when it's all over. And it just, I don't know, it just looks, the picture definitely depicts that he just doesn't care. Because also the bands are getting backdated to the fight back in October. So actually, uh, what, we're, we're nearly into February. So by April, May, they'll be, they'll be looking to get back involved, looking to get their next fights lined up. Um, so, yeah, oh no, sorry, Khabib's suspension was for nine months, sorry. But if he goes, attends an anti-bullying course, then it will be reduced to six months. Hmm. So no word yet on whether he's attending the anti-bullying course. Um, 
Keep in mind, he competes in UFC. I can't imagine even if he goes to the anti-bullying course that it will change much about his character as such. But yeah, I mean, what do you think, Chris? Do you think it's a little bit disrespectful to the sport or do you think it's just a part of it, those types of Instagram posts? Mm, I don't know. It's it's a little bit of a, a, a pantomime. Is that is that unfair to say? Uh, mm. With with, with um, Maybe with, with UFC uh it's like it's a brutal sport i have total respect for the people that take part uh but i mean are you telling me that this isn't partly to help boost the you know the profile of the of the sport and to get people talking about it because this this does get people talking about it and let you know ufc is pay it's pay-per-view um you have to have subscriptions to watch it i think i'm right in saying yeah so it's not although it's reached a lot like it's it's a big deal especially in like the social media age um and it's popular with younger audiences it's not like everyone's staying up and watching these fights especially because most of the time they're not happening at a time where where we are where people are watching it or, or what not so i think people know more about the personalities don't they like yeah conor, conor mcgregor i know more about conor mcgregor because what i've seen of him in memes and gifs than right. I probably know about his actual achievements in the octagon. Yeah, I see what you it's, mean. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit out of touch with this, but um, yeah. No, you're uh, totally right. He only came off my radar because of mostly his antics outside the ring. I do, I do More really his, like yeah. like the sport, and um, it's the kind of the same with boxing, I guess you could say, because a lot of the stuff that happens out of the ring and the, you know, the trash talking is is a big part of it. So maybe. Maybe that's the same thing here, but maybe it's just been taken a little bit too far in um, in this instance. But talking of uh, people getting kind of punishment, do you remember in our first podcast, we spoke about Max Verstappen, the Formula One driver? Yes, we did. And he um, was told that he had to serve two days of community service because he pushed another driver who he had a, a bit of a collision with um, at one of the Grand Prix at the end of last season. Yes, and it was we all was, very we pathetic, was, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it, was like, it was like handbags at dawn, I think we said. And, oh, yeah. Um, we, uh, we were speculating what his two days of community service would be. Anyway, yeah. we, we'd actually know now, so I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll just see if I can find it. Um, he's basically had to go to the... Uh, so Formula E, which is like an all-electric car series, uh, which is quite up and coming at the moment. Yeah. And he's been helping out with the stewarding there. So, um, yeah, that's his uh, part of his community service anyway. So punishment <laughs> is being upheld. It's, it's always good. It's always good. But is that punishment? He, he gets to go to a race for a couple of days. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that it probably wasn't that bad for him um, to be an observer to the stewards and like follow their work for a day. Um, and learn about what they do but um i mean it's probably good for the people that were doing stewarding that got to be alongside max verstappen who i understand um is a very very nice person most of the time oh really yeah yeah i know one of my um from my day job um we were at the grand prix last year and uh, someone i wasn't there at the time but one of my colleagues um, interviewed Max Verstappen and uh, he was in the, in the pit lane, in the, not in the pit line, in the paddocks. And he was, uh, yeah, it was really, really approachable just like an hour before the, the Grand Prix was about to start. So um, yeah, gets a thumbs up from me. 
Okay, well that's that's good to hear because I, well, I suppose I suppose if we go back then, it, it was in the heat of the moment that it was very mad, and I, you know. I'm a sportsman, you play sport, Chris. In the heat of the moment, anything can kind of happen. I would like to think people mostly would say, like, I'm a pretty nice guy, but I tell you now, when I'm on that, um, when, it's like when I've played basketball before, if someone crosses me, then I, I get mad. <laughs> I get really mad. I see red, man. <laughs> but you couldn't imagine that, could you, Chris? Uh, absolutely not. No. I absolutely. You, no, you always keep cool. It's fine. It's fine. That's it, it's mate. That's it. Right, so onto the good, onto the good, and oh man, there's so many, oh there's so many goods from this week. But there's one I'm going to mention two. Uh, I've got sorry, I've got three. I'm going to mention two, but then I'm going to go in on the third one. Okay, are you with me? Go on. Okay, so Ronaldinho is back. The footballing legend joined the Brazilian beach football team this week and scored a hat trick in an 11-4 win over Japan. I mean, the fact that they won over Japan, uh, Japan is not known for its beaches, from what I understand, uh, as such. Brazil definitely is. Um, but yeah, it was. he scored a hat-trick. He posted the highlights up on his Twitter, and it was good to see him back playing a bit of football. Seeing as, you know, from my point, his career did kind of fizzle out towards the end. He played his last game of 2015, but then didn't officially hang up the boots till 2018. Uh, but yeah, he's back playing beach football. And I mean, from uh, kicking, a, kicking a ball on a beach with bare feet, one time it's quite painful <laughs> i love that's what you've taken away from this the <laughs> fact that um ronaldinho is uh, he's he's hitting he's kicking a football around on a beach and that's what you respect him for <laughs> well yeah you know i'm sure he's probably uh, done it a little bit more than i have in his lifetime <laughs> right secondly um lebron james if you don't know lebron james's name uh, then where have you been he's obviously he's a he's one of the world's greatest basketball players right now is he the greatest of all time well that's an ongoing debate we're not getting into that right now but he's been injured he plays for the los angeles lakers now he's been injured for a while and there was a video to, tweeted out this week by himself as well. He, he, he retweeted the video from these fans. So these fans were up in the rafters. So, Chris, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, they were the furthest fans away from the action you can get. But because they're, they're probably the true fans, because they will still have a cheap seat and be right up uh, in the top of the stadium at the Staples Centre. And uh, they were just, so he was sitting on the end of the bench. Um, he wasn't playing obviously he was just in kind of his daytime clothes and these fans were just going LeBron LeBron shouting <laughs> over and over again and on the video you, you, you eventually see LeBron looks up points at him gives them away and these fans lose their minds and like you know if you've ever been to like a concert or, or, or a sports sports game and you try to get someone's attention you think oh they definitely waved at me they definitely waved at me the confirmation came through when lebron james retweeted that video uh, as such so i just thought bit of class from lebron james there kind of recognizing the true fans uh, as such uh, in la because to be honest there's a lot of celebrities who sit very close to the court and they get all the high fives and the shakes from hands but i just thought uh, the video is really funny. We will post that on our social media. It's a good laugh, but I thought touch a class from LeBron James, and we all love we all love it when our favourite athlete kind of you know gives us that kind of recognition. Have you ever had that recognition, Chris? No, I don't think so. No, no, not in life. No, <laughs> just, just, just in not just in general. I'd, I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> 
best in general life. I'll wave at you, Chris. I'll wave at you if you shout. Thank my. you. Thank you for recognising me. <laughs> That's it. But the one that I really want to zone in on this week, and this story is amazing. Um, so there is a gentleman called Jelani Lavuno. We need to have a chat about these names, John. <laughs> <laughs> when we have we've just told everyone we have a pre-production meeting and then you're coming on and just like destroying someone's name it's yeah i I know i don't don't know like i think maybe i'm being being too harsh here it's not it's a very hard name to say it's spelled x-o-l-a-n-i first name can we in future weeks just take the correct pronunciation of the name from like a youtube video and yeah. like just edit it in like you know yes. dub it dub, basically just dubbed in yeah we, you know what we should do we we, <laughs> we do that for the listeners also i don't know they might get some kind of entertainment about our complete misannunciations of names oh, whoa, whoa. don't don't drag me down with you well you are on it to be fair libertadores Libertadores. <laughs> Libertadores. Oh, it's not long till the Copa Libertadores starts again. That's it. There we go. But anyway, right, back to our friend Jelani. I reckon that first name said pretty well. It's Levuno, his second name. But I don't want to take anything away from him. So I'm sorry, Jelani, uh, if you are listening, I'm spelling, saying your name completely wrong. But basically, um, in 2009, Jelani um, lost his leg due to bone cancer. Um, so he lost his, uh, let me get this right, I'm rubbish with my right and lefts, but he lost his right leg, he lost his right leg due to bone cancer, but, you know, it didn't stop him, um, and he's had a couple of endurance feats so far, he's completed something called Comrades Marathon, which takes place in South Africa every single year, and, um, he did get a five-hour head start, but, uh, at the end of the day, it's a 90-kilometre run, so, the fact that he went for it, he completed it, absolutely fantastic. And this weekend just gone, um, there was the Standard Bank Ironman 70.3 South Africa uh, that occurred this weekend. If you're not aware of uh, Ironman, it is a type of triathlon. And the 70.3 distance um, is a 1.9-kilometre swim, followed by a 90-kilometre bike ride and finished off with a 21-kilometre run. And... Um, yeah, this guy, Jelani, he went on and completed it where, with a guide. And it was absolutely amazing. He crosses the finish line. Obviously, when he does his running, he runs in crutches the whole way around. So that alone is just amazing. Um, he rode his bike with a guide, uh, with someone else, uh, like on a tandem bike type thing. Uh, but, uh, but he swam like everyone else and he started... Uh, at the same time, and he finished within the cutoff time. So you have 12 hours to complete one, and he was able to finish within that time. And Chris, for me, like, you know, he he, he puts it out there, and we're definitely putting this out through our Instagram. He just kind of sums up in a video that he just kind of says, you know, nothing was going to stop me uh, at the same time. And uh, as such, there's worse people, uh, there's people in worse off situation than, than he's in. And I just thought he was absolutely inspiring. So Chris, well, I mean, what do you think of that? I, I, I'm struggling to find, uh, you know, words for it really. And what more to say? Uh, you, you summed it up really well. It's, um, d- yeah, it's just an incredible story of human endurance and recovery and, and triumph, really, um, over adversity. So, 
yeah incredible 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 story yeah it is amazing and, and i mean for me chris and we spoke about this before we even start this podcast this one of the reasons why i i wanted to do this podcast to bring you stories like that which you don't always come across uh, as such unless you're into specific sports but just these stories of uh, kind of inspiration from the world of sport right now that's all wrapped up chris uh let's come on to the not so known sports about you should know more about so this is where i challenge chris each week uh, with a different sport that he must find more about because i maybe know about it i've come across it somewhere and i think this is fantastic everyone should know about this sport so chris last time on the episode what sport did i give you uh, you challenged me to find out more about Kabaddi. Kabaddi, Kabaddi, Kabaddi. Kabaddi, Kabaddi, Kabaddi. As we're about to find out why I've just said that. Because if you don't know what we're talking about, then you're going to be as confused as I was when you said find out about Kabaddi. There we go. And so, Chris, as always, I'm going to put my timer on. You got a little text there, have you, John C? Sorry, I did. Did that come through? <laughs> I did. I'm so sorry. So unprofessional of me. My word, I'm just, I'm a man in demand. <laughs> always, no, not. always. Not at all. Right, okay, Chris, in three, two, one, go. So, Kabaddi is a team sport from South Asia, and it's also an anagram of a bad kid. It's the <laughs> international team version of Kabaddi. There are two teams of seven players, each are on opposite halves of a 10 by 13 metre court, and the game consists of two 20-minute halves. The basic rules are that the teams take turns in sending something a, a raider to the opposite team's half, and the goal is to tag or wrestle members of the opposite teams. Tagged members are out and temporarily uh, sent from the field. The goal of the defenders is to stop the raider, who has to shout the word kabaddi, 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 during the whole raid before returning to the home side without drawing breath. So if any of the players across a part of the court called the lobby without touching it, and they're declared out by the referee. Anyway, it's a huge deal in India, um, which hosts an annual franchise-inspired Pro Kabaddi League, and the inaugural version uh, was in 2014 and watched by a staggering 450 million viewers. Ah, oh, Chris. That was epic. That was epic. So, from your research, Chris, were you inspired to play the game? Not really, no. <laughs> no, I found it really hard to understand, to be honest. And I probably that's come across in the kind of mess of how I've tried to describe it. I, I mean, think you described it very well. I Don't think take anything I can away see, from yourself. I can see why it's popular. Um, and it's like a little bit like, uh, did you ever used to play British Bulldog in the playground at school? is the sky blue do we yeah, breathe okay. oxygen good, good. so when with that little uh, delay there i thought you were going to let me down and say you never played <laughs> i was like i thought i was gonna have to explain the rules of that and i can't really remember because it's been quite a while john c um well, but anyway, i'd love to play good now <laughs> maybe that's what we need to do is there like an adult version um, anyway so it's like that yeah it's like that but rather than simply getting from a to b you have to hold your breath and shout the word kabaddi the whole time um, if, as you do so. So that's basically the, basically the kind of um, the point of it all. Anyway, I can't see me playing it anytime soon, but um, if you love kabaddi, then I'm happy for you. 
Yep. And there is a British Kabaddi League and we will put some information out about that over our social medias. Uh, so if you do want to find out more about the sport, I mean, Chris, I have a couple of facts about Kabaddi as well that I kind of like slightly off tilt. But did you know uh, in preparation uh, for the World Cup last year, England, the England football team, Gareth Southgate got the England football team to play a few games of Kabaddi? I didn't know that. Right. I didn't so know that's, that. fir- that's the first one. Secondly, a former England football player who's of a very, you know, you would say he's uh, taller than the average height of most football players. Do you know who I'm on about, Chris? No. Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch. Peter I mean, Crouch. who else could yeah. it be? I don't know why I even said no. That's it. <laughs> he used to play Kabaddi in his local Indian, the Samrat, with his dad. Oh, I think I actually heard this in the... I listened to their... their they did this in the um, Peter Crouch podcast, didn't they, on Five Live? They did. They yeah. did. Fellow that shout out to a fellow podcast. I mean, I'd love it if they gave us a shout out, but I, you know, I can't see it happening anytime soon. <laughs> Chris, never say never. See, this is why this relationship works. I'm ever the optimist. You're ever the pessimist. Don't say that. I'll say it. God, come on. I'd say, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to temper your expectations, John T. I don't want you to get hurt. No, it is good. You do bring me back down to earth in a very good and comforting way. Thank you for adding that it was good and comforting rather than really depressing way. Um, <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Thank you. Anyway, any more Kabaddi facts? No, none from me, Chris. I think you summed it up perfectly there. Like Thank I said, you. we will be putting out more information on our Instagram about Kabaddi uh, through uh, at not another sports pod. If you're not already following us on Instagram, please do. Uh, we could do as the followers, couldn't we, Chris? Well, we really could. We really could. We're going to have a lot of stuff on there this week. You've, I think you've, tr- we're going to, you've basically said we're going to have every single thing on there that we've we spoken are. about this week. That's uh, a big claim. And I've been writing it all down. So I don't wow. Wow. We currently have 27 followers. Oh, they've gone down. So <laughs> they're not meant they've to gone go down, down, John C. Oh, dear. Uh, well, we, 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 we have an all-time high of 29, and uh, we're obviously regressing we will have follower watch every week on this podcast brought to you <laughs> right so chris uh, i will set your challenge for next week then okay? okay so the not so known not so known sport that we should know more about for next catchy. week is catchy is um you know it's seasonal as such right now uh, in the northern hemisphere if you are listening to southern hemisphere do apologize but in northern hemisphere we are facing winter there's even snow out our windows today here i'm up in scotland chris is there snow down in england uh there's a little bit of snow not that a much a bit of snow coming down there as well you know all the roads will be chaos tomorrow well, by the time the people are listening to this it might be uh, complete gridlock everywhere but for now we're okay yeah uh but i want you to find more about the sport of Crashed ice. Crushed ice? Crashed ice. Not crushed ice, like you're getting a slush puppy, but crashed <laughs> ice. <laughs> oh, I'd love a slush puppy right now. I don't... Oh. What, what If you had to... I mean, you're going to probably say you had one last week, but when was the last... Like, if you had to have a guess the last year that you had a slush puppy, for me, I'd have to probably say it was 1999? Oh, yeah. So a, a branded slush puppy. Yeah. Rather than, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like you might get it from like a bowling alley or something like that. I don't know. Oh, my word. Yeah, mate. I think I think I pushed the boat out a bit. Maybe 2001. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I think the Tango Ice Blast has done, um, done a lot of good. 
bad for for the stupid <laughs> name. Bad. But, well, I mean, they're great. They are an upgrade you, from the slush puppy. But tell me but, this then, John C. Did you used to have one flavour or did you used to combine the flavours? Oh, Corkers, we know it all in on the combined. Yeah, combined. Yeah, good. Every day of the week, mate. Every day of the week. Every day of the week. That would explain <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it would. It would. My poor parents. <laughs> Wow. fantastic well chris that brings us nicely to the end of another hopefully legendary edition of not another sports pod what have you learned uh i don't i can only keep thinking about slush puppy now to be honest <laughs> well, i need I've... to end i need to end the 20 year drought cool. let's go out and get one together chris yeah shall we yeah and i think we've made everyone listening to this all three people want one as well so guys let's all go have one together that yeah you name the time and the place and i'll be there let's make it happen <laughs> well chris it has been a pleasure as always uh so i've been john t bayless and i've been chris hollands and we've been not another sports pod thank you for listening to our podcast 